Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Chastity, a.k.a. Luna Beams, and I am Emily, the fine art medium. And this is part two of basically our story about who we are, why we do what we do. We actually broke this up into two parts uh, and we are finishing off the second half with our scariest experiences and why we do what we do. So this truly, this parts of this gets terrifying. So if you haven't listened to episode or our first episode that we just launched, you definitely want to go back and listen to that first and then follow up with this one. But you don't have to, you know, do you? This is, to me, some of the juicier parts. But, you know. Oh, yeah. It's going to be freaky deaky. Yep. Freaky Heed the deaky. warning. Heed, Heed the, the warning. warning. No joke, actually, because it can get a little intense for some viewers. But, yeah. Your discretion so, is advised. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go ahead and jump right in to the next part. We're going to start sharing our scariest experiences. <laughs> yeah, and these ones are definitely different from the ones at the beginning of the first episode. All right, everybody. So real quick before we actually jump into the official part two, I know you've heard our introduction, but this is coming in last minute. It is Halloween. And from the last episode, if you check that out, you heard me, Chastity, uh, tell the story about one of my most pronounced paranormal experiences. So I shared this um, in part one when I was speaking of the car and my friend Jess and Kelly, we went up to pain road and had something what we felt like following us back so i was talking to my friend yesterday we got together with the children for halloween and i'm gonna have her real quick uh tell us a little bit about what she remembers because she had uh, the same experience but she actually saw something so this is a uh, just a little snippet before we get into episode two and if you don't mind could jess could you tell us what you recall from that night as i was driving not only could i feel something but i looked to my rear view mirror and there was a blob of blacker than black and darker than dark flying towards the back rear end of the car did you and say it was misty or like something else? The middle of it was dark and completely solid, but as like on the insides of it, you could see the mist of it as it was flying, like as you see an orb, you know? Yeah, like a big black orb. Yeah. And you said it was spiraling or something weird, funky? Did you say spiraling? No, it wasn't spiraling. It was just flying towards That's us. That's crazy. And the last thing I remember is I seen it fly towards the rear. It seemed like it flew into the back of you. Yeah, meaning me. So to give you all a little bit of perspective, Jessica was driving. She was the only one old enough to drive. She was 16. 
And then Kelly was in the passenger front seat and I was in the back seat by myself. So at this time, uh, this is like when we all like finally admitted that we felt something. I never looked back. I kind of peeked back, but I felt so intense and just so overwhelmed. And honestly, I just scooted down in the seat and kind of hid my head or whatnot. And um, I think I was the first one to speak up about it. I said, look, y'all, I think something's kind of weird going on. And then that's when Kelly said, yeah, I feel something weird. And then that's when Jessica actually said that she saw something because she was driving. So she saw it in the rear view. Me personally, I never saw it, but I did see it in my mind's eye. So at that moment, like I'm 15, 16 years old. I didn't understand that that was like psychic abilities at the time. But yeah, she's saying that she saw it kind of fly into the car into me. Personally, I did not feel completely okay until we got out of that car. This come from the house, if y'all recall from the first episode, this black thing did not come from Pain Road. I think it came from the house that we left at because two or three years later, I ended up actually buying this property with what was my boyfriend then, which was going to be my husband in the future. And as a lot of people may or may not know, evil entities or de demonic entities, they have the ability to tell past, present, and future, especially if they're very powerful or strong or higher ranking. And uh, they, I'm wondering if it knew the future, if it knew that that was going to be my home. Uh, at that moment, or at that moment in time, I actually wasn't dating Anthony. We had dated, but split up, and we went to see each other, and everything but i do remember feeling completely overwhelmed feeling anxious feeling sick to my stomach and like i said kelly she felt the same but jessica she actually saw it and do you have anything else you want to add to that no not really yeah and jessica's also the one that i spoke of about uh, practicing our psychic abilities not even a couple years later so we'll jump into that maybe one time later but i want to thank jessica for hopping on really fast and telling her side of the story it's just another point of view another validation i found it to be very interesting so thank you very much Anytime. All right. All right. We're going to hop right on in to episode two and also real quick. Thank you guys so much for turning out yesterday. Like, I mean, I could, we couldn't ask for anything better. We got a lot of uh, views more than we expected and uh, for our very first episode. So thank you so, so, so much. And without further ado, episode two. I guess we're on to our scary, even though you guys thought maybe that was our scariest experience. Uh -huh. nay, 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 it is not because a lot of crazy shit's happened since then. So evidently when yeah. you um, decide that you want to rid negativity from your life and maybe help other people do the same, you have a lot of stuff come up uh, knocking Knock. at your door. Surprise my dog yep. didn't bark. Probably just messed up. There. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yes. So, um, Chastity, what is your scariest experience to date? All right. So, uh, my scariest experience, I've had a lot of them, but I would say my scariest paranormal experience was probably about six months ago. Um, that was when, maybe a little more now, maybe like eight. It was when me and Emily did a our first kind of collab together where I told my whole story about what happened to me on her channel 
I had like this overwhelming anxiety to tell this story because it took me so long to get rid of this attachment that I knew what it was, but I was unaware that it was an actual attachment um, until later on in life and things started happening to my husband and then it happened to him after we got, we separated like years after and he actually had to move away from this location. But I went back to where he used to live in the same like development or whatever. Um, and a friend of my, with a friend of my mom's, we were at their house and it was about three houses down from where he used to live. And he moved out of this place because of the paranormal stuff that was happening. So it's kind of a, like a precursor to what I'm going to say. So I was at this house with my mom and it was her friend, her son, and her son was like 30. So he's not um, a child or anything. And they knew that I do what I do, that I have abilities and I can look into stuff like that. And uh, they asked me, you know, so what do you see in my house? Well, nobody should ever ask that question unless they're prepared. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I wasn't tuning in at all. And uh, I closed my eyes and I sit there for a second and I start to see something real nasty. Someone with a long chin and like, it almost looked like a goat in a way, like, or the goat head or a five-pointed star, the way its features were, ears, mm -hmm. face, horns and everything. And um, I basically translate this to them and they look at each other, the mom and the son and the son is starts kind of freaking out a little bit. And she's like, it's that, it's that thing. What's its name? Uh, what's that demon's name? They're like, you know, freaking out. And I looked right at him and I said, Baphomet, they mm. fucking flipped. They yeah. flipped out. And he starts like screaming. He's sitting on the floor. Cause we're sitting in her bedroom chatting with everybody looking at, they have a pet snake, a pet corn snake. It was super freaking cute. My mama was petrified of it mm -hmm. and she held it for the first time. So that's why we were all in there. Right. And he was sitting like on the floor. So me and my mom and the girl could sit on the bed and look at the snake, you know, and he starts just rocking back and forth, just like screaming. It's coming after me again. It's coming after me again. Oh my God. You know, like freaking out. And I'm like, Oh shit. Well, the house already felt heavy, like the environment. And I'm like, all right, look, I can, I can help you just chill out, you know? So I said, can I walk through your house really fast? So her bedroom was on one side of the house and his bedroom um, and the bathroom were on the other side of the house. She had one in her room. He had one in his room. So I start to walk through the house. And as I got closer to the hallway and the front door, the front door was right there to my right. And the hallway to his bedroom was right uh, to the right of the door. If you were walking in, I started feeling like a pressure, almost like pushing me back not to go. But I cut through that. It felt like I was cutting through water to say but it was so heavy and i went back in there and i pinpointed exactly where the energy was like kind of staying at it was in his bedroom on his bed mm -hmm. and i come back and i said yeah i feel the energy i feel the heaviness you know and everything and i said you want to walk back here with me uh this you know i call him a kid but he wasn't a kid i'm a little older than him but whatever anyways I walk through um, the house and we go in his room and I'm like, yeah, it feels really weird over here. Something strange and was telling him about everything and telling him how to like bring down the light and cover himself in a golden ball, of, uh, white light, God's love and light type stuff. 
And um, all of a sudden he pauses me. And this is a little, you know, TMI, but he just says, hold on, I got to go to the bathroom. And I thought he had to take a PP or something like that. No, 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 no. He began to have big old number two and so loud and so bad that I could hear it. So I just leave the room because it was right next to his room, giving privacy. I didn't want to, you know, because I just thought he was taking a pee. I was going to wait, you know. No, no, no. So there's your first sign right there. Something's happening weird. Um, he starts expelling things from his body. And uh, I go back in there and he is, um, he comes back and gets me or whatnot. We go back in his room and he had a box that had like action figures in it sitting in the middle of his floor with uh it almost looked like a wrestler one of the wrestlers were standing up and the other one was laying down on top of the box and i'm like did you do that he said no so already stuff's moving around now at this point i wasn't sure if i believed him or not because he was acting strange like i didn't really i know this guy from my past but i hadn't seen him in years it was a family friend i wasn't sure what he was capable of but so he says no and i'm like all right so i'm sitting here and i'm like well let's you know, let's say a form of prayer, and I put my hands on him, and I start saying the Lord's Prayer for him, and uh, bringing in my light, and I start feeling this pressure again, but it's emanating off of him. And Wait, uh, I have a question. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting a visual right now, and it it's going to, like, the eyes, and it's, like, the corners, like, the inner corners of the eyes, and I don't know why I'm seeing it. It's It's, like, showing me this thing of like something in the corner of his eyes or whomever's eyes. It's so weird. He, um, his face. Okay. So without giving too much away yet, I did not notice anything like that, but there was something going on with his eyes. I will say that. Okay. Um, he just, his demeanor changed, which made his facial expressions change. And I felt like that pressure coming off of him now, and in my head, I heard, he wants to hurt you. And I asked him this. I said, do you want to hurt me? Because I went in defense mode. Like, I'm like, I'm not about to get attacked by somebody. You know, that's just not happening mm -hmm. today. Or not, no, not today. And he's like, no, I don't want to hurt you. But he does. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's get out of this room. So we start to walk. Now imagine coming out of his room at the very back of the hallway. We're walking down the hallway. The next room is where they kept the pet snake. And he will not leave the hallway. And this is where I feel this energy at. Like down the hallway, those like three rooms. Um, he walks into the snake room and he starts looking at the snake. And he starts saying things like, nobody loves me. And like all these crazy like downing things that you people would say about themselves in a fit of you know depression or something he wasn't just like this five minutes ago and i said come on we got to get out of this this space let's go and he's like just standing there with his head down and all of a sudden he says i don't feel so good just like that and Ooh. i watch and he starts to fall backwards now he's probably six foot tall but he's lanky he's not very um heavy you know, he was not very heavy in general. So I was able to like grab the back of his hoodie with one arm and lower him down because if he would have fell backwards into that room, he'd hit his head on the wall. So I lowered him down and I knew something was bad wrong. But my first instinctual thing was medical attention. Even though I knew it was something spiritual, 
My mother was a CNA and I screamed for my mama and she comes running in there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's saying his name. And uh, he um, starts to contort and like he was laying on his back and he starts to like twitch and contort. And my mama was on all fours over top of him, like at his face, like hollering his name and feeling his chest. And I'm like, mama, get up. Mama, get up, get up, get up. Bless her heart. She could not get up fast enough. This guy literally contorted and twisted in a full circle. And when he did that whole full circle, his eyes popped open and he had like a snarl, like a, ooh, I'm getting cold chills. He had like a, like a teeth showing and everything like that and took one hand. And my mom is like two of him, bless her heart, not to be ugly, but maybe not quite two, but she's a little heavier than him. And she's about five, nine. And she takes one arm from a laying down position and knocks my mama clean out of that room and hit the wall on her knees. Okay. Um, and I knew at that moment it was over. And this is when his voice changes, every his demeanor. He's no longer him. It was something else. And that is when I went to bat with a possessed person. It is not like the movies. I don't care what anybody says. It's nothing like that. You know, sometimes you'll see people's face change, like the shadow over their face and stuff like that. But this, I mean, he, it was not him. And uh, I started like basically yelling at this thing, uh, a lot of religious things to get out and leave him alone. And Archangel Michael was coming at you. And I told it the one thing that creeped me out in this room, he's still laying on the floor. He never got up. He's still laying down. Um, and I said, I felt like I knew what this entity was. And honestly, I don't remember everything I said, because in that moment, you are, you don't know what to do. You're, you have a fight or flight in a moment like that. You're either going to run like a bitch or you're going to stand your ground. And I stood my ground because the first time that happened, I run like a bitch. If anybody's seen any of the, um, like the stuff leading up to this episode on our socials, I ran like a bitch the first time. This time I did not because I knew better. And I'm proud of myself for not doing that. Because if what would have happened if I ran, I was the only person in that house capable of even trying to handle something like that. And I'm still not fully capable. But yeah, it said, uh, I said, I know who you are, familiar spirit. And it says, I know who the fuck you are too, bitch. I mean, oh, bleh, awful. Yeah. And um, when I said Archangel Michael, because I was, I mean, I'm calling down divine beings to help me with this you cannot handle something like this by yourself and i say archangel michael's coming he's on the way because i could feel it and he said the sword is falling but in a much nastier growly voice and it's like wow you know i know people know that archangel michael wields a sword you know but at the same time this guy wasn't really his thing you know what i'm saying and he he knows things he just, this thing, it wasn't even him. This thing knew things. Um, and they brought me a crucifix. I took that crucifix and put it over his third eye. And like he convulsed and passed back out. This went on for about five or ten minutes in this room, right? He comes back to and he's like, what happened? Oh man, I feel so tired. What's going on? He has no recollection of what happened. 
So we take him into his mama's room and we sit down or whatnot. And then it comes back. He does the same thing happens again. This thing told me God was dead. Um, All of us are weak and pitiful. I told him my light's getting stronger every day. And if I have it my way, you will be out of this man by today. And it said, it told me my light was puny. Like words that people don't use. People use puny, but it's not a common word that you use. Um, It's like what I would hear in an 80s cartoon. (laughs) Right, right. Something like that or even further, even further back, you know, just the demeanor and everything changed. And it took five people to hold him down at that point. Um, Yeah. I went to bat that day and, you know, I can sit here and tell you some of my craziest experiences, like paranormal wise without, but really, truly. The craziest, scariest paranormal experience you'll ever have is when it's with another thing, another person that is living and breathing and has something like that happen to them. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic. Yeah. It's it's fucking traumatic. I don't care what anybody says. Unless you've experienced it, you don't know. And, and I mean, I, I'm so thankful that he didn't get all violent and crazy like he could have. But I know for a fact we had protection that day. I know for a fact that they supposedly had somebody come and cleanse their house, but they didn't have anything to do with me after that much. They still do my mom, but they blocked us and everything like the next day on Mm -hmm. all socials. Like I caused it and I didn't, Mm -hmm. but I guess me telling them that it pulled in the fear. It it was like an hour ordeal doing this back and forth. And I stood there and I fought the whole time. I'm not an ordained minister or preacher or priest or anything like that, but somehow some way that day i got that thing to stop he has no recollection of doing any of that uh my mom and her um i guess you say boyfriend was there they've been you know living together for like eight nine ten years at this point probably even more so i don't really know what to call them but roommate something like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, they there they were there they saw it like there was five witnesses to this yeah um but yeah that's pretty much without getting into any more greater detail. That was the sum of some of my uh, craziest, scariest experiences. Yes, I've had a lot with paranormal activity, things disappearing, reappearing, seeing ghosts, um, seeing things in my mind's eye, demons scratching, being scratched. But out of everything, the most scariest experience I think anyone will ever have is with another living human being that is in that state. Anyways, yeah. that is my uh, that's my scariest one. What about you? So I haven't physically had a person possessed in front of me like you have. It's rare. (laughs) However, I've had some shit happen to myself. So Mm -hmm. um, like you said, when you deal with helping people, um, getting rid of negative entities or even even evil entities, um, you're going to see some scary shit because they don't want you to help other people and they don't want you to help yourself either. So they're going to try to deter you in any way that they possibly can. So I kind of have like a two, like a two story thing. One is the scariest entity that I've seen. And then it's going to go into like the scariest experience okay. that I've seen. So um, anyway, <laughs> so without giving away too much information, right? Um, I was helping one of my first clients. Um, it was right when I first started, like, helping, helping. Like, I did it here and there with, like, tips and stuff. 
but this was like the first person um, I physically helped on the astral ramen stuff. So this person, he had a lot of things going on, a lot of demonic issues, a lot of a lot of issues. Let's just say that. But so I saw this. It was absolutely a demonic entity. It was red. It had Freddy Krueger skin. It looked burnt and stuff. Really creepy. But the thing that always gets me is when evil things smile <laughs> at me. And that's always gonna... I don't know what it is. It just... Ugh, that, it yeah, that's me gross. Out. Yeah. And so this thing had like this creepy wide tooth smile. Yuck. But so I was astral projecting, trying to get information for this person. And I, for whatever reason, astral projected to my great aunt's house. And it's interesting now because as I'm like remembering this, she was a nun, <laughs> a Catholic nun. Wow. Who um, got, she, so the thing is with her a little backstory, she was a nun, but from what I've heard from my family, she pretty much, I don't know technically if they just kicked her out. It was more so like family members got sick, her parents got sick, and so she wanted to take care of them. And well, they were pretty much saying like, hey, you either stay here or you're done. And that was the ultimatum they gave her. So she's like, I'm going to go to my family and take care of my family. So that's what she did. But so I thought it's interesting that it, I was astral projecting to her house. And so I was walking around trying to figure out why am I here, <laughs> right? And in the background, I see this thing. I see that uh, demonic entity. And at first, I almost didn't notice because it's in the background and it's still like a house fixture. You know, like the best way to describe it is when you watch a cartoon character trying to escape um, without being seen by an enemy and it pretends to be like a house plant or something. It just was in a corner or like on the side just really still, and it kind of reminded me of that. And except I did see it then the second time around because I double backed. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I saw it, and it knew I saw it. And that's when it did that creepy smile thing. And I believe I know what the entity's name is, but I'm not going to say it um, just in case, you know, the person, you know, the client I'm talking about, you know, I don't want him to. If he hears this, I don't want him to have any issues or anything. But so, um, yeah, that was the creepiest entity that I've seen. But the most traumatic experience for me personally is when I went down to North Carolina. <laughs> you know where this is going, Chastity. Yep. And this is the first time, you know, I wanted to go crystal mining at Hiddenite, um, get some crystals and to meet Chastity for the first time. And the night the two of us met, you know, when things started to get all stirred up and stuff. And um, that night was wonky. There was things going on. But from the moment I went to sleep that night, that's when things took a turn for the worse. And that's when my experiences got worse. So I had astral projected and I was with a bunch of I think I was just with my spirit team and I remember seeing my great grandmother Claire and a bunch of other people and um 
yeah, so there was a demonic entity there, uh, specifically one of a higher ranking. So not just like your typical, like, I don't know, I call them proxies, but this, this was no proxy. This was like the, the real thing, but, um, one of the prince or principalities, however you want to call it. But so I'm, you know, talking to my great grandmother on the astral realm, you know, just being like, hi. <laughs> and this freaking entity comes and tries to possess my astral form. And I remember it like turning into smoke and trying to go in through my mouth. I don't remember if that's how it got in, but it got in somehow. And immediately I knew what was happening. It was trying to possess me. And I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. And that's one of my biggest fears, really, is to be possessed by a demonic entity and doing bad shit to people. You know, like yeah. how they do in the horror films, like the conjuring and shit. And but so my great grandmother was there and she helped me push it out. And even though, you know, it was about 30 seconds to a minute of me just fighting, it was a hard fight. Because it was so painful and it was scary and it was trying to gain access over my mobility of my body. And when you, you know, feel like you have no control, that's kind of when the fear sets in. Because yeah. you're like, oh shit, like I have no control of my body. Like what the fuck? And so luckily I fought through it with the help of my spirit team. And once I pushed it out of my body, I woke up in severe pain, like stomach pain, mm -hmm. but I felt that entity breathing in my face and I felt the condensation from it breathing. It was so gross. But um, because of what it did, it made me feel very sick and I was sick for two days. But the scariest part of it was the whole thing of it trying to possess me and not having as much control of my body and just trying to fight tooth and nail for that control because if i gave up even for a split second i knew my ass was grass that's like fucking freaky. my ass yeah i i didn't want to get demonically bitch slapped by this entity really <laughs> <laughs> but so um you know you helped me as i'm as i'm in the bathroom and then you know we called shiva and he yeah. ended up taking care of it but the whole entity thing trying to possess me, that's that's my, like, biggest thing. And that usually scares me and gives yeah. me the most anxiety. And makes me the sickest, too, because I always have nasty effects after that. that yeah, that's, that's awful. And, you know, I had um, a dream or maybe a, rather an astral experience that was almost just like that before um, we met. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was asleep and it was like I sat up in bed or no, I'm sorry, I was asleep. But then I went into like a dream state where my fiance V was sitting next to me on the bed and I was sitting on one end and all of a sudden, a sudden I started screaming and I had no control over it and I blacked out and I stood up and I was going in and out of consciousness and I made it to the bathroom and looked at my face and my eyes and they were solid black with smoke coming out of them and like I screamed and my bottom jaw like drooped wide open and all, my mouth, my gums, my teeth, my tongue my eyeballs all were black with like smoke coming out of them so that's fucking wicked yep yep 
a freaky yeah. deaky, not a fan. Yeah, that night was tough. So if anybody knows me on a personal level, I'm a night owl. So you call me at three o'clock, most nights you're going to get me. I'm wide awake. Mm -hmm. It's like when the moon shines, my energy's high. <laughs> <laughs> During the day, as much as I love the sun, my skin burns, my eyes burn, my everything. everything. Just, I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, she messages me at like three o'clock in the morning and tells me all this and I'll, and also, too, V had an experience that night, too, yeah, that was yeah. somewhat similar because we all met like our significant others and us all met at a restaurant. And then we went back and looked at pretty shiny rocks and then things started happening. And matter of fact, me and Em have talked about releasing this video we did on her channel on the Lights at Midnight YouTube channel. So if y'all want to, uh, we'll release that probably around the same time we release this. You can go check that out at Lights at Midnight on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it goes into more detail than what I explained. And it goes Absolutely. pretty much from moment to moment of everything that happened. And yep. like, everything that happened to help us get rid of the entity too. Absolutely. It's With worth pictures, a watch. Yeah, there's pictures of what it looks like and all that. So definitely worthwhile to watch. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then our last, um, I guess you could say, interview-style question for you guys to get to know us is why we do what we do. So, Emily, if you want to go ahead, since I introduced the question, you want to go ahead and um, say your part, because I'm pretty sure it's very similar to mine, but I'll go ahead mm -hmm. and uh, say it after you, I guess. So, basically, the reason why I do what I do, so I do help people when they have negative paranormal experiences, I, you know, let them um, pretty much, I have a service and they can contact me if they want to, you know, get tips and tricks to get rid of entities and stuff. Now, I also like to point out that, you know, m this is sometimes not a cure, right? So most of the um, information that I provide is... A tool for you to use but ultimately it is the person with the issue of the haunting that has to you know follow the tips but they also have to um, figure out what's going on in their lives and they have to pinpoint any traumas that needs healed because entities will absolutely latch onto that stuff yep. and make it worse that's their, that's so their I just pathway in Yep. So I wanted to point that out first, but so, yeah, I help people like, um, give them the tools and resources for themselves to, you know, rid themselves of negative entities. And, um, I do a service too. So I can, um, pretty much if you're like, Hey, what's in my house, I can draw it and I can pretty much actual project, see what's there, draw it and show you what is there. And it could be really good validation, especially if you're seeing stuff and you got no one to believe you. And then, you know, it's like, here you go. This is what's in your house. And you're like, God damn it. You're right. This is what I've been seeing. Like, it's good validation. But um, the reason why I do this is because of all the traumatic experiences that I've experienced, right? I don't want anybody to experience that because for me, I had nobody. I had nobody to talk to about it. I had no one to like, be like, hey, this is happening. I don't know what to do about it. And 
I want to make sure that no one ever feels alone because the first thing an entity will do is try to make that person alone because then it is easier for them to wreak their havoc and if their main goal is possession, you know, it puts you closer to possession. And as someone who's, you know, I haven't technically faced a full-on possession, but I don't want anyone ever have to deal with that and it also can mess up the health of people so like children are main targets older people are main targets pets are main like they're gonna go after those people and animals first because they're the most um they're the weakest yeah they're they're the most vulnerable because they don't have their defenses ready yet like they they don't understand especially children children and this is messed up to say it in this way, but I don't know how else to phrase it, but they're easier to attack because they are very vulnerable and they're easier to scare. Right. And especially so, a child that possibly has abilities already, because I deal with that now in my life yep. with my child. Yep. And so I just want to be able to protect other people and prevent any tragedies because, you know, we've all seen, you know, the Ed and Lorraine Warren movies, like the conjuring and stuff. And, You know, in those movies, there's always somebody that ends up being murdered or they murder an entire family. And I don't want that to happen to anybody because that sucks. And that's just traumatic. And that in of itself opens up doorways when there's a lot of um, violence, too, and um, trauma. So I just, I don't want people to have to deal with that and be able to fight. And to be honest, we need more fighters on our side to help you know, the greater good, because, you know, even now with the Rona and shit, like, I feel like the overall energy globally is kind of been going downwards. And I think a lot of people are waking up, but they're being swayed more negatively to do negative things. Absolutely. Yeah. And we just, we need to be able to protect people and combat anything evil just you know to protect people it's it's more about protecting people and you know their loved ones than anything and giving them a base set of knowledge that they can use at their discretion with their own experiences to be able to understand what's going on with them because if they don't understand what's going on that makes you more vulnerable because you don't know which way to go i mean in general people are good people in general but we all make bad decisions and those bad decisions can lead to bad reactions, especially when you're dealing with stuff like this. Absolutely. And I also thought it was important because I know, I know full well that I'm not the only person experiencing this. And so I wanted to create a community to, you know, build support, whether it's emotional or like tips and tricks on how to protect yourself and whatnot. And, just general knowledge on what's going on because I feel like just having a community and having that support is very helpful. So I wanted to build that as well. Exactly. And I I feel the same way as you do about it for sure about building a community of people where we can all like meet at a home base and discuss things and have other people discuss things and people share knowledge because I'm the first one to say, I don't know everything. You know, I can only 
based stuff off my experiences. I try to educate myself from, you know, things I read and other people's experiences in my own. But at the end of the day, nobody knows everything, you know, so we all work together to build something stronger. And that is a good. Yeah. And I thought like, yeah, they have paranormal conventions and stuff, but I want to have like how they have science conventions and NASA I want to have our own little like community where we can get together in a spot and just go over research and things that we've learned and just spread the knowledge. Exactly. And we, you know, we've, (laughs) we've talked about that in the past and hopefully in the future we can make that happen because we definitely want to get involved with more down to earth paranormal community. So yeah, that's that's hopefully in the future, guys. Yeah. Just like a convention of psychic mediums and we just go over our research and yeah, that'd be so lit. Mm-hmm. I agree. So uh Chastity, um, why do you do what you do? <laughs> well so after coming to understand everything about myself and learning what I do because and you can't have anybody tell you what you do in a situation like this there's nowhere to go there's nowhere you there's certain places people you can find that'll give you some answers I mean me and Emily both had a certain youtuber in common that's kind of how we met that that helped us understand a little bit more but the answers that you know we got didn't they wasn't personal answers they're more so general knowledge and you know, everybody's different in the way they experience things or the way they handle things. And I started learning from, you know, different places like that. But at the end of the day, I realized through pretty much sitting in my room by myself was where I connected the most, just in a quiet space and learning over time that I have the ability to help people understand. People would just come to me because they felt, I don't know why, they just felt like maybe I'd knew had answers that I could give them and over time I realized you know what this is what I'm supposed to do and then spirit validated that for me I'm supposed to be a light for people to help them find their own way am I supposed to be a cult leader no absolutely not (laughs) but I mean I I know that I have the ability to give people answers and not just uh, knowledge that is regurgitated but answers from spirit so having a direct connection with spirit I can intuitively give you information that you need to hear. So when you when you connect with spirit, you get the information, not what you want, want to hear, but what you need to hear. And being a psychic medium, I have the ability to do that, whether it's, um, you know, just through my spirit guides or bringing in one of your guides or past relative, I can help people get answers. It took me a long time to realize that. And, you know, having a gift of such, and having that, knowing that's a part of my life's purpose, that I'm meant to share this with people, well, this is one of the best ways I can do that. Because it's really hard to build a platform anywhere, unless you're going to pay your way through, or, you know, you know what I mean, you know. It's really hard to get attention, and to get the information where it needs to go. So, my job, Spirit gave me this job, is to do what I'm doing right now, is to create pathways for people that may have similar experiences to help them understand what's going on. It's up to people like us because there's multiple people out here in the world that are doing the same thing we're doing, but we're just all scattered about. 
we're not really in close connections. And there's a reason why I personally think the reason that a lot of people that have the same interest and abilities as us is scattered out is so we can spread this knowledge because we are in a great awakening. It is like one of the greatest awakenings we'll have after this is over with. This doesn't happen for another so many hundred years. The last time the same astrological influences happened like this was when the whole spirituality revolution happened back in the 1800s. I'm thinking it was 1847. I might have my years off. That's when everybody started. Yeah. Okay. Getting into like the Ouija boards and, you know, just talking with spirit. And, but it was a totally different thing back then. So honestly, it's just a general knowing, uh, and with my connection and the stuff that I've done, it's just, I know that this is what I'm meant to do because every time people just flock to me for answers sometimes, and I've been that way my whole life. I just feel obligated in a way, but in a way I know it's my purpose. I want to help people, um, understand what it is they're going through and, you know, help build people up to be better themselves not to put me on a pedestal, not to push me forward and say, oh, this is what she did for me. I want to make people better so they can do better for themselves because there's so many people that suffer in silence. Yeah. That have nobody to talk to that, you know, talking about, you know, you don't want people to be alone. Even you might, you might not be alone. You might be surrounded by 10 other people in your family, but you're the only person experiencing this. I want to validate for people that you're not crazy. Now, granted, none of this should be taken as medical or anything advice when it comes to your health or your well-being or mental health. But at the same time, you come to a point where you realize you're not crazy. You come to a point when you realize that there's multiple people having these problems. And we have so many people in the world that actually have these abilities and know they have these abilities and they use them for shitty purposes. And one day I was... um I was doing some intuitive work and I channel through writing a lot myself personally and spirit told me you need to come up with a metaphor for the differences between different psychics and psychic mediums and just people that do intuitive work. You have your missionary psychic mediums and you have your mercenary psychic mediums or whatever spiritual work they do. Um, Mercenary is somebody that does work and now it's known through you know, uh, the Christian faith, but we're going to take that out for a second and replace this with it. A mercenary, somebody that does work for payment that just does it basically for the money and the clout. And a missionary is somebody that does it for the cause. I pretty, and those are where you can find them. You can find all kinds of psychic mediums online that basically just want your money. You know, they just want money and they constantly turn people in and out. And they don't really give them any real answers. They'll tell you anything, whether they know it's true or not. And they'll string you along. But you do have people that fight for the cause. I feel like me, Emily, and a few other people that we have uh, connected with along the way, we definitely do it as in a mercenary way. Um, in general, I can relate with Emily. I just want to help. Mean, I want to spread missionary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Missionary. Yes. <laughs> I was um, like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my bad. It's so close together. It is. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, so I'm on the missionary side of things. The mercenaries, they do it for money. You know, it's hard to even want to charge money for the stuff that we do. But at the end of the day, you know, as doing this as a profession, you take your time away from supporting yourself or your family and you want to make this a full time job. Well, you know, you have to, you know, that's the hardest thing for people like us to do is want to honestly charge money for what we do. And at the end of the day, a lot of times we we give out so much help that we don't, mm-hmm. you know, you, 
might have two clients in the span of the time you've ever even had anything like that up because I'm getting ready to start my website too that offers similar things and card readings and stuff. But it's been so many years of me doing this without doing that. And it's not about the money to me, it's about the cause. So we want to create a community where we all can get together and, you know, just grow and learn and be, you know, and be comfortable with who we are. Yeah, That's the most important thing to me. Yeah, but yeah, I that agree. pretty much sums it up because you said a lot of things that you know. I mean, there's no point in saying it twice. It's pretty much yeah. the same. <laughs> I just wanted to add a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's like people don't like they see us do our um our social media right, and we do a lot of work for free, but a lot of people don't know that, and so they just assume the worst, and that's one of the frustrating things too, is because. Like in a week, we could spend hours helping a client for free. We don't ask for anything. But like the second you say like donations would help, like then we get like the backlash. And it's like we spent like some of us have full time jobs and then we come home and work more. And it's like we're exhausted and stuff and it's fine. And I don't mind helping a lot of people. I just get frustrated where like you know people donate but then they'll be like oh my god they're scamming and blah 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 blah." and it's like dude if you only knew not to mention the experiences we get from helping people yeah we get backlash after we help people and we're not complaining because we know how to deal with that after so long you learn how to kick shit straight out it ain't got no chance it don't stand a chance so and that's part of the process too you know we want to teach people how to defend themselves and the best they can like our ways yeah. may not work for everybody but i know for a fact it works for me and it works for a lot of other people yeah. well that wraps up part two of who we are and what did you think please let us know we have socials we're on tiktok we're on instagram we're on twitter we're tweeting now this is some tweeting stuff like i don't even have twitter for myself but we're on there (laughs) we've got facebook we're working on a facebook group hey if you have a haunted story you want to share you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com get in touch with us there we'd love to hear from you we really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out and yeah thank you so much we are super excited to bring you some super awesome content and in our next episode we're gonna kind of jump into some more haunted things possibly about haunted houses that's what we're pretty much going to cover i'm pretty sure i think maybe wink wink hint hint we really appreciate you guys checking us out Word to Big Bird. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up. Represent love and light. Love and light.